Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones A Paolo Diccano West Ham United More than just a Good afternoon or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. I'm on my own. Sean here. No John. No uh, George. Because tonight I went to the under 21 games uh, to watch the Premier League uh, under 21 Cup uh, first leg at the bowling ground. The last under 21 game ever to be played there. Uh, I went with safe hands from uh, uh, West Ham till I die and, and BSB from uh, West Ham till I die. Nigel, the historian for more than just a podcast, was due to turn up, uh, but apparently he had uh, he had a busy day in his new company, Bowling Security, so he couldn't make it. So what did I make of it? Well, it, it, it obviously is not up to the... I haven't watched many under-21 games, certainly not in person. Uh, it wasn't quite up to the standard of the Premier League. 10,000 people turned out on a very cold and wet... Monday night, uh, paying season ticket holders paid three pounds, uh, non-season ticket holders paid a fiver. But ten thousand people turned out to see it. Uh, there wasn't the atmosphere you would expect on a Premier League day, uh, but it was it was good fun. You know, uh, the person who stood out for me was Martin Martin Samuelson, who's just come back from Peterborough, uh, cut his season-long loan a little bit early to come back for us, and and, and he was absolutely amazing. He was certainly man of the match. Um, I don't know. There was a few players. Stephen Henry didn't look that great, if I'm honest with you. I don't know if the occasion got the better of him. George Dobson, also, uh, who came from Chelsea, uh, didn't impress me. Um, and you'll hear a little bit from what, what Terry Wesley says later. Um, but Reese Oxford was good. You know, he showed his maturity and showed, you know, why he's made it into the first team. Josh Cullen also showed his maturity, and obviously he was included in some of the Europa League games at the beginning of the season. And Sam Byron was, was, was a great 
uh, right back playing as well and showed that you know he, he knows what it, it takes to uh, um, play in a, in, a, in a situation like that a cup final in front of 10,000 most of these players play in front of you know a few hundred at best at the training ground um, and you'll hear Mr Wesley say you know I think he got to them uh, I believe whole city stopped us playing our game basically you know they knew who our key players were and they marked them out and stopped us playing our game probably because they wanted to take it back to whole city on the second leg uh, and win there uh, but it didn't go to script we thought it did very frustration night and um, obviously there were a lot of oohs and ahs from the crowd which I'm sure put more pressure on the young players um, but at the end of the day, in the 89th minute, when it looked like all was lost, uh, Parfit Williams came up and, and won it. Uh, we were also denied a penalty, but we won the FA, sorry, not the FA, the Premier League under 21 FA Cup final first round 1 0. So we take a slender lead into the second uh, leg, that's Hull City, in, in the early May. That's free if you want to make the, the trip up to uh, Hull. You can go there. It's free of charge. They don't charge anything. But um, because it was a very busy day, I, uh, I blagged a press pass so I could go in the, the press box. I will tell you, <laughs> apart from Ken Dyer and the guy from the uh, Newham Recorder, there wasn't a lot of press there to cover the under-21s. It was a very sparse occasion. Um, but uh, Terry Wesley came out uh, after the game and uh, I got to ask him a few questions uh, along with the, the two or three reporters that were there and I thought you would want to listen. So uh, this is what Terry Wesley had to say. I think at one point I was thinking second half especially, maybe nil-nil will be as good as we're going to hope for or either that or Samuelson was going to do something which was going to open them up. He, he looked like the only one we had really that could do something a bit special and create a goal. I now look at Martin and think, well, you've done it against West Brom at the highest level in the FA Cup, and tonight, I think, we just a cut above other people tonight for me. Do you think Martin was unlucky not to get I thought both. I thought, yeah, I thought, first half, he'd, he'd um, gone past the goalie, and the referee said the goalie made a good save. Well, then, in that case, it would have been a corner, but that, that weren't given. And certainly um, the one second half late on, he'd actually gone past him and then, then got clipped. Um, the referee said afterwards it was outside the box, but still didn't give a foul either way. But I thought he was a little bit unfortunate yeah, on both occasions. They had some good chances as well, though, I'd have to say. You know, the, the header first half, I thought they should have scored from. Um, we didn't quite get after them enough, is what we've done all season. And whether playing in front of 10,000. Someone like Marcus Brown's never played in front of a Craig that size and part of their learning and their development is to have occasions like this and, and get used to it. And I just think uh, Josh Cullen and, and Samuelson and Oxford handled that better tonight than some of the other younger ones. Do you think it was something that they relished being in front of all, being in front of everybody? Because it was, it was very much tonight like the 12th man. I thought the crowd really wanted something to really get behind us. I thought the crowd were great, but were waiting for Martin to 
do something, you know, because every time he got it, you could hear a, an anticipation that something's going to happen. So I thought the crowd were excellent in terms of when there was a bit of play, you could really hear it. But I think you know, it, when you make a mistake early on in a game and you're a young player, I think sometimes when there's a crowd, that can affect you. Because you hear that, oh, you know, and it's a lot louder. You don't get that at Rush Green. You don't get that when you play at someone's training ground. That's why alone does get give you that anticipation of what it's like to play in front of a crowd week in and week out, and there's something on the game. You know, Brad, the two Bradford boys, Burke was desperate to play tonight. He'd come down, he travelled Sunday, trained with us on Sunday. They've got two games and they could be in the playoff semi-finals, you know, and, and playing at Wembley. So, to be fair to Bradford, it was it, it, it was not the time to stick him in the team. He, he lives 200 yards away from this stadium. He's a West Ham boy through and through and he wanted one chance. So, he, he warmed up with the team, but the risk of playing was too great. But they feel that tension now. I, I think Bradford are getting like 18,000 on at home matches. They know what it's like to have to go out and try to win every week. And I think that is the a little bit tonight, I, I sensed that in the dressing room. So, to your answer, yes, they were really looking forward to it, but I think one or two felt it a little bit. Uh, do you think Ryan Samuelson's ready to play first team for West Ham? I, I think you could throw people in the team, and Rashford would be a very good example of that. Yeah. Rashford weren't even in the under-21 teams at United. Yeah. Wilson went to Brighton, Kane got injured, they then had another injured for a striker. You, you throw someone in and eat. Jesus, he's done better than what I was, what I was expecting. Yeah. If Martin goes in with Lanzini and Paye and Sacco and, and Carroll and Noble behind him, helping him go great team midfield, he, he, he can play in that group. He needs, he needs time. He needs to learn the game about when to play one touch and stop dribbling. <laughs> You know, yeah. there are things he needs to learn if you're going to be reliable and play in someone's first team. You can't lose it in the middle of the pitch against Manchester City because in three seconds it'll be in the back of your net. And I've got a sign. You made uh, three substitutions on 65 minutes. You look frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> Did that look that obvious? It was obvious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, why wasn't it working? I don't know, I can't hear you with herbal. <laughs> um, I think we're better than that, and we've played better than that, and that was that frustration. George Dobson was touch and go whether to play. He wasn't quite right for the last week, and um, again, he knocks on your door as one I'm fit, I'm 100% fit. And I don't think he was quite where he normally is, so that was a, a, a straight change for, for Moses. And I just think Jair hasn't played for three months, so we knew he was going to be a late substitution, and Grady gives us something where he might beat somebody. I said to Liam, the coach, come on, let's go all three and let's see if that, as a, as a spark of injection of something, um, we got the goal, so you could say it, it helped. Terry, you're going to go up there in May the 4th, so do you expect a different game up there? Well, at some point they've got to score, so at some point they've got to come for us a little bit, and if teams do come for you, it, it leaves space for the likes of Samuelson and Marcus Brown. Um, I think we can play better. I thought they were good. So I don't know how much better they've got in their locker, but I think we can play better than that. And we'll, we'll probably need to play better. I think Oxford, again, he was one who you could see has that maturity. 17 years of age, he's captain of the team. 
but it, it, it don't phase him that game. He believes totally in his ability. He comes out with the ball, you know, and he didn't look phased by the game or worried about the game, where I think one or two others did a little bit. I don't think Samuelson did. I don't think Cullen did. And for those players who haven't gone out on loan, how's been playing in the cup and playing in this competition aided their development? Whatever you say about under-21 football, tonight us and Hull City have played in front of 10,000. Um, all the other clubs who took part in this competition didn't get that opportunity. You know, we had a great match against Exeter away to start it off. They had seven of the starting lineup played against Liverpool at Anfield in the FA Cup, Exeter. Then we beat Fulham in a very hard game. Then we beat um, Blackburn. Then we beat Liverpool, a very strong league, to get the chance to play here in front of over 10,000 people. So for us and our City, it's a great opportunity tonight to showcase what you've got. You know, we, I, I just come out of the dressing room, you've got Slaven, Nico, Eden, fitness coach. They're all here tonight. Both owners are here tonight. It's a, it's a chance for our players to go, come on, showcase what you can do. Were there any first-team players here tonight? Didn't yeah, Mark Noble coming to the dressing room for kickoff. Right, proper captain, you know. What I look at in this modern era is a proper captain. Went round every single player and shook their hand. Every single member of staff. Enjoy it. Mm. Don't leave anything on the pitch. Don't have any regrets when you come off. And you can just see that what it means to someone who's a West Ham person through and through about getting that message through to all, all our younger players. I thought that was terrific tonight. And I thought the manager just now was terrific with the players. And David Gold before kickoff come in the dressing room. We also had um, Manzini, Pedro Obio, James Tompkins, um, Adrian, new signing Tony Martinez. Quite yeah. a few first players. I'd like Martinez to be able to play in the second leg, but unfortunately he's not allowed. <laughs> Why is that? He's, he wasn't registered he in time. He not play until next season. Bit of a shame, that. How, how important is the relationship between, between the first team and, and, and the development squad? Crucial. You've got, those, you've got those older players putting arms, putting arms around the younger players. It seems like everybody's, everybody's really friendly. They, they kind of work in together. It's a, good, it's a good club and Slaven has the Europa League help because the manager won't quite in situ when the first Europa League game come, come around. So with me taking the team and a lot of the younger ones playing, that really kicked it off to start with, and there was a good atmosphere amongst. So the manager knew him. The manager knew Reese. He knew Samuelson. He knew Cullen. He knew Burke, and that's continued as the season's gone on. Virtually never less than four of our players training with the first team every day. So there's good cohesion there. Real football people. The manager Nico Eden. They talk about the game with us. How we're going to play. It's a very very solid relationship. Very good. Thanks. So that's it uh, from us. A very short one this week uh, because there was no game, unfortunately, because we missed out on the FA Cup. Uh, we're back next Monday. Uh, we're all going, John, George, and myself are going to West Brom away. I don't know, maybe we're doing outside broadcast, maybe we won't. Depends on how much we drink on the train on the way up. Uh, but that's it from now. Uh, nothing more to say. I'll give a quick prediction, even though the boys are not here. I will say 2-1 to West Ham um, and another winning game. But uh, that's it. Come on, you Irons. Bye. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast.
Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.